Fitness is your ability to cope with and recover from stress. And the best way to level up both your mental and your physical fitness is by making small but powerful changes to your daily habits and routines. With this podcast, I aim to bring you a combination of short educational solo casts and slightly longer conversations I've had with a wide variety of fascinating people. The goal? To help you develop a lifestyle which supports your mental and physical fitness and improves your overall quality of life. My name is Jay Unwin. Welcome to FitBody FitMind. Today I have with me the modern man coach, Mr. Fidel Bohill, who is a NLP master coach, master hypnotherapist, master timeline therapy practitioner and all-round master, I guess, with that description. How are you doing, Fidel? Yeah, man, I am all good. I'm feeling masterful today. <laughs> yes, I like to hear it. I like to hear it. You've had a busy day, right? Um, I'm back to back today. Yeah, this is my second podcast call and I've had uh, three client calls as well. Working hard, changing lives, is it? Yeah, baby. Cool. So um, what we're going to chat about today, mate, is one of the things that I've loved about kind of watching your stuff over the past couple of years is how you incorporate fitness because of your background, which we'll hear about in a sec, but you incorporate fitness into the kind of life coaching, relationship coaching, that kind of thing that you do. Um, It'd be great to hear a bit more about like kind of your story and why the fitness angle is so important to the work that you do. Uh, getting fit was the start of the journey if I go back to where it began it was with the moment that I woke up um, sat on the side of my bed and I just I just I felt that I had a big belly and it was resting on my lap and I was what so 44 I was about nine years ago so yeah I was about 35 and I'd, I'd previously, I'd been, when I was a young man, I was very fit and healthy. I, I, I used to work on the doors. I was always like um, martial arts, boxing, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I, I just didn't know how I'd got into that state. Well, I do, again, on reflection. But at that moment, I was just like, how did I let myself get here? Um, and so I, I just took some action. I messaged a friend of mine who, who was into boxing. And I said, look, I'm, I, need, I want to come down and train. And he was like, oh, listen, my, my mate, who's a, uh, just turned pro boxer, lives around the corner from you, and he's just setting up as an independent uh, PT. Let me give you his number. Um, so he sent me that number, and I rang him up. And now uh, his name's Dan Sarkozy. Shout out to Dan. Um, <laughs> he's probably one of my best friends now. Um, he's, he's wise beyond his years. He's not only, not only did he kind of start that thing for me, which is to get myself fit and healthy, but he's also... Like, like I said, the whole kind of like philosophy behind boxing, all of the people I know through martial arts, boxing, and fitness and health, have always got a lot of wisdom. You know, they're very philosophical sure. people, I think. They're, and especially for men. So my role with, with men is that it's a great place for men to, to do man stuff. I mean, right since the dawn of time, men have done stuff together. And some of that has been a role involved around kind of training ourselves to, to have fight the others. Whatever they, whoever they are, um, some of them have been has been about hunting and fishing. You know, the Olympics, all of that stuff. It's kind of like men have been testing each other physically and playing with each other. You put two little boys in a room and they roll around on the floor together. Yeah, I just think there's something innate within us that that wants to physically muck about with each other. Yeah, sure. Know? Yeah, play together like yeah. that in this in a physical way. And I just think it's really really important. So that. It's where it's just so much of my philosophy comes about being fit, being strong, being healthy, being showing yourself love. I believe it starts there. We kind of associate self love with sitting down and eating, having a bubble bath and eating a chocolate biscuit, but it's not. Showing yourself love is getting up and going for a run, it's making sure you're eating good, healthy, clean food, you know? Yeah, I actually had this um, a similar discussion uh, yesterday morning on a video that I was doing, and I was talking about baths because I fucking hate baths. So like <laughs> self-care, awesome. self-care, it always seems to be that um, that initial thing where people go, oh, you know, it's about like having a bath and relaxing. I'm just like, honestly, it's the most stressful thing for me. I overheat. I get like, I end up getting out way more stress than I got in. So I, I know we I know we disagree on this stuff, but baths are for girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, actually, that was something I was going to say, actually, in your intro. 
when I was introducing you, one of the things I was going to say to the people listening here is that you and I don't see eye to eye on everything, but no. it would be really boring if I only had people on to chat who I, who I already yeah. agree with, right? Because one of the things that I've loved about you know, being part of um, part of your group on Facebook in the past and engaging with your content and also just lurking on your content on social media and just watching yeah. the debates, the Fidel's Friday <laughs> debates unfold <laughs> on Facebook is, uh, is that it challenges me uh, yeah. to think differently. And I don't always come out of that agreeing or even mm. being s- steered at any in at any point towards the way that you're approaching it. Mm. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but I always come out having been challenged and being stimulated. And and I think that's important. I think that's really uh, the whole point of conversation and debate and discussion is, is to, um, is to is to challenge ourselves and i think part of that comes from my background in science because i i yeah. want to be challenged i want my hypotheses to be proved wrong because it that's the whole point of science right that's the scientific method but one thing that we do agree on is that importance of fitness as part of our lifestyle and as part of self-care is 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 that stuff it's not the not the obvious stuff it's the um it's those habits and routines and those challenges um what were you when you had that realization when you had that realization that you'd you'd let yourself drift to a point where you weren't particularly happy what was yeah. it what were you doing in your life at that time because obviously you weren't doing what you're doing now no so i i got back from spain so i spent a few years in spain um i ran a very successful uh solar panel company over there i mean really really successful and i lost it all in in the recession got back to england but du- during that point sort of business in spain is all about three hour lunches eating five course meals and drinking lots of wine sure. as is kind of like the expat lifestyle is also then going home and having a free course dinner and drinking <laughs> lots of wine so life in general contains a lot of alcohol a lot of rich food anybody that talks about the mediterranean diet is nuts um I, like I, I don't buy into it particularly um <laughs> i mean it's saturating everything in olive oil man do you know what i mean it's not it's not good for you it's still a fat anyway we're going off. Yeah, off I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but generally, like that—that's what had happened. Where you just go off on an unconscious level, where you're not thoughtful about. You don't know where you're going. You're not thinking about where where you're going. You're sure. not thinking, and you do that when you're younger, right? You take everything everything for granted, yep. and you live in the moment uh, yep. all the time. Um, and it's easy to slip into those habits and routines. Here's here's the interesting part. You absolutely nailed it. Where you said, "Well, when you're not." happy and lots of people confuse those things i do not think you can be unhealthy and happy at the same time okay. and by, by unhealthy i also include being carrying loads of excess weight sure um i just i don't buy into the fat happy guy thing and and this is might seem tough to a lot of people but i've been that guy and i've worked with lots of those guys yeah and if you ask anybody that's been on a transformational journey and has gone from that to that and you ask them <laughs> they will also tell you that they were lying back then. Sure. They weren't happy. I'll tell you for why. Because your unconscious mind has a blueprint of your body in perfect health. It also has a blueprint of what your body is like now. Yeah. And your unconscious, part of your unconscious mind will always be trying to bring you back to perfect health. Yeah. And while it's got a big journey to go on, your unconscious will be screaming at you, but this isn't right. This is not right. My body is not meant, you are not meant to be in this state. Okay. Um, and, and so it will be a, a, a nagging, gnawing thing in the back of your mind until you fix it. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one because, again, there's so much. I mean, you'll know this because, again, from your background within health and fitness, you know that there is a, there are certain components of fitness which are pretty universally accepted. You've got health-related components, you've got skill-related components. It's not just the obvious stuff that people think about. And in, in one of the kind of first episodes that I did of this podcast as a kind of short solo cast was introducing people to the to the idea of these components of fitness. So your cardiovascular fitness, your strength, your endurance, your body composition, and your flexibility as the health components and then the skill components such as you know your agility your speed your power your coordination and all of those kind of things right so there are a lot of different components of fitness the only one which has the emotional baggage to to the most unbelievable degree is the body composition one and i think that i think that it's it there's a there's a minefield when it comes to discussing it 
because of the pendulum has almost swung back the other way and there's been this knee-jerk reaction. I was chatting to um, to a, a nutrition coach this morning on a call um, who I will be actually having on as a guest at some point who was talking about um, the kind of diet industry, if you like, and the diet mm-hmm. culture and how it's become almost a, a, a toxic thing because there is so much emotion involved in it and it's, it's yep. it can be quite damaging. But the pendulum has swung the other way to, um, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of body positivity and all of that kind of thing because I believe that if you feel, if you if you feel if you come from a place of self love, you're more likely to make positive changes. Sure, it's a it's a it's a it's one of those circular things. Yeah, which yeah, comes first. absolutely. And if you hate yourself, and if you if you're being shamed by people and all of this kind of stuff, it doesn't yeah. stimulate positive change. It just it it just exacerbates the the problem. However. There's this kind of idea of the lying help. about it isn't the answer though. No, exactly. <laughs> the, lying to people about it. No, and this this concept of health at every size has been born out of this kind of body positivity movement and this idea mm-hmm. that you can be um, your, your weight does not affect your health at all. And you just think, look, no. okay, just because the previous kind of paradigm was wrong doesn't mean that the opposite paradigm is right the truth is going to be somewhere in the middle as it always is this this polarity of this versus this we know it's borne out in politics all the time as being a terrible idea and it divides people into one or the other of the camp whereas the reality is your weight and your body composition is not the only indicator of your health and it's not the only thing that matters it's one of many components but it pretty, still matters. Pretty great visual indicator. And, yeah. and you know, wait. So um, with my guys, I'd, again, this whole thing of not, uh, you might you might, but, uh, you might, might be part of that. That might be your philosophy, but it's, it's not mine, this whole thing of like not weighing yourself. Okay. Um, uh, depend, for me, it depends on the person. Yeah, yeah totally. You're right. Um, for me, and so I, I work purely with mindset. And so the, the, the physical stuff... Um, I've got my level two. I'm nearly three quarters away through my level three, and, and obviously I've been training nonstop with some of the best people for the last eight or nine years. Um, and so I, I do work with my guys on their health and fitness. My thing is to my kind of motto around a lot of stuff is clear eyes, full heart. Right? Yeah, can't lose the uh, Friday night lights. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just wonderful. So for me, clear eyes is like you've got to start with bloody self awareness. Yes. Yes. Right. And the truth, tell yourself the bloody truth. How heavy am I? Like, you can't change something unless you know where you are. Sure. And like kidding yourself or burying your head in the sand for me just doesn't, oh, I'll just ignore it. Yeah. Um, obviously, the greatest problem for, for most people that work, that work with me is fat loss is what they're trying to achieve. Right. I don't really particularly work with people that are trying to gain muscle or yep. whatever. It's not, it's, it, they're not in that state, the vast majority. Um, so it is about fat loss. And for me, I weigh myself every morning. I weigh myself at the same time every morning. And I've got my little markers where I, I work with my kind of I'm under or over. Yeah. And, and it just allows me to keep that in my conscious mind each day and help me, helps me make my decisions to maintain where I am. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or which, and which direction. It's a data going? point. It's a data point. Yeah. Absolutely. And when we can remove the emotion, which is what I help my clients do, you yeah. remove the emotion from it, it just becomes factual. But that's the, that's the, the, the exact issue is the is the emotional baggage because mm-hmm. so many years and decades of conditioning which have led to people associating that particular number with self-worth of some kind yeah yeah um that that's why it becomes an issue and for me it is it is it varies from person to person because for the vast majority of people weighing is not an issue for the vast majority of people, but for people who have got, um, you know, they might have been recovering from an eating disorder or something like that, or they've got a past of eating disorders where that is a massively uh, triggering data but, point, but, then it's not necessarily the, the, the best thing. But then you I agree with you, but here's the, here's yeah. the problem with what we're doing um, with, with all of this stuff is that we're communicating to the, to the, to the majority yeah. being in the voice that's needed for a tiny minority. Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to say. Is and, you, and you, so, it doesn't, and, and it doesn't dictate so, the rest of it. So you know me, right? My, yep. my thing is I talk, I talk about men and women, yeah. right? I talk yeah, about yeah. size, gender, um, heterosexual relationships, yep. right? And I get fed up with having to put a disclaimer on there. It's like, nah, look, do you know what? I'm not trans. 
because I talk about men and women and heterosexual, it doesn't mean I'm anti-trans or anti... Yep. It's just not uh, your area of work. Why, why? Why? I'm not here to talk about transsexual people. What do I know about their lifestyle and what they go through and their emotions? How can I... How dare I speak on their behalf? Sure, yeah. Like, that is not my job. Yeah. So uh, why would I include them in, in, in my conversation? Yeah. Like, just so this kind of... We have a danger of in- inclusivity that people... Pred- predicate like if i'm not talking at you then i'm excluding you yeah sure uh you know which is nonsense especially when we're talking about a tiny minority and especially when we're talking about stuff that's really bloody important well like i think mental health the- physical health weight and all of this sort of stuff we're, we're, so we're giving messages that are only meant for a very tiny minority of people but we're giving them to everybody and yeah. that's causing a problem yeah no i absolutely agree and i think that's why i think that's why there's been confusion around is weighing yourself a good or a bad thing is because that messaging which is which is important messaging for certain people yeah, has been for certain people but a small yeah, minority like exactly, you said like yeah. it's for people that had eating disorders and all of that and cool and they absolutely need loads of support and, they and who should be working with yeah. someone who specializes in in eating disorders yeah right? correct yeah, yeah you know not, so this is something that i've seen kind of a huge amount in the fitness industry and it's something yeah. that you know where i've tried to i want to help everyone right that's just kind of the kind of person i am i know i can't and i don't try to oh, but i want to right I know, that's so, the nice guy in you but what yeah <laughs> this is another conversation isn't it mate um but this is the thing is i'd, I'd, I'd like to i'd like to be able to do that but i understand i can't mm-hmm. whereas in the past, I don't think I did understand that I couldn't help everyone. And so yeah. trying to be, trying to understand all things from all different angles is, a, you know, you're fighting a losing battle. It also makes you just less effective across the board. Yeah, exactly. It? it is. You're, you're kind of, you're spreading yourself too thinly and you become, uh, yeah. Jack you, of all trades. Though. It is, it is. Yeah. I mean, jack of all trades is one of those things where the, I, I don't mind being a jack of all trades in life in general. Like I like to be able to mm. do lots of different stuff. I'd like to know about lots of different topics. Yeah, but sure. in terms of work, it yeah. it doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve the people. Yeah, it doesn't that I'm serve to work your clients. Exactly. No, exactly. It doesn't yeah. serve your clients. Yeah. And so with, with regards to what you do, I think that it's quite a... It's quite a powerful position to hold that a lot of people are going to disagree with, as I'm sure you come up against all the time, but a powerful position to hold when you go, yeah, but I'm, I don't work with those people. So mm-hmm. my messaging isn't for them. Correct. And I have to, I have to repeat that every now and again. Um, and and <laughs> here's the problem. It's usually people getting upset on other people's behalf. Right. Every, I, I have several trans people in my in community in the modern man club um there's three trans men in there um i have several trans friends who i go to to check in fact this sunday i'm on a uh, uh workshop for the lgbtq plus community yep. and open relationships yep. so i can learn more so i can learn from people in that community right and, yep. and understand this their their lifestyle and and yeah. and their problems and stuff like that because it is it's next to my fit yes but it's not going to be so, so you're not doing that because you want to get involved did, you're no, doing that for you're doing so that I for kind of yeah yeah i for, understand where my boundaries are where exactly. my lane is yeah. so yeah, i don't want to sure. cross over and so um i've invested a lot of money and i'm going to in, i'm investing my entire day next saturday going going and learning to make sure that i'm still respectful uh, to yes. make sure that I, I'm still understanding and and, and I don't start getting belligerent or lazy about yeah. kind of ignoring them because I'm not. That's not what I'm about. And I think people know when you're that guy and yeah. people know when you're the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like It's quite obvious. It's hard, to, you're it's hard to word it, right? It's hard to describe it, mm. but you know, don't you? You do know. Yeah. You do know when people are doing and saying stuff, which is why I don't get like a, a, attacked or like, hold off that that often no certainly not by people who followed me for any kind of like amount of time no because people, people me get out to and know disagree you. with me and that's fine yeah but they know that whatever i'm saying or whatever is not coming from a you know um i'm coming from a place of trying to heal heal you know what i mean not trying to trying to wound anything yeah yeah no absolutely and i, I think that's one of the reasons why i've kind of found it this i find it easier to follow engage with talk to people who have opposing views of mine not or not even just opposing but but different um doesn't have to be the opposite but just different ways of looking at things if it's done in a way where you know that it's done with love and it's done with kind of like actually giving a shit rather than being a dick about it <laughs> yeah, and, and here's the thing because there isn't any wrong or right about any of this stuff right no it's all opinion as long as you're it? coming from that place no listen there's a million ways to to lose fat. 
Yep. There just is. And so you've got people over here going, oh, so-and-so doesn't work and it's all about bloody calorie counting and you've got other guys going, no, it's all about the keto and everything. Guess what? They all actually work, right? Yep. I know, because I do them all. Like, yeah. I'm, I, you treat myself as a human guinea pig. I've tried a lot, and guess yeah. what? I lost weight on them all. Yeah. And some of them I found easier, and I enjoyed doing yes. more than others, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I hate calorie counting. Yeah. Like, I am not a small detail guy. I like big chunk. I'm big chunky thinker. Like, I'm not a details guy. Yeah. I do not want to fill in every blooming morsel that goes into my mouth. I yeah. don't want to do that. That makes me unhappy. I'm less likely to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I like removing food groups from my from my thing that's the yeah. easiest thing for me not only does it work for me physically i feel better if i am a, a variation of low carb high fat high protein yeah like that is when my body hums along yeah and here's the thing actually from a physical process it is different for different people yeah my body yes. hums along so i don't buy into the no calorie dudes just as much as i don't buy into the keto dudes like you can have a load more science backing you up but actually people feel different and people, it's whatever works, right? I think that I think the thing with the science thing is, as you know, I'm like a, I am a details guy, mate. I'm a scientist. Yeah. I love this stuff. Um, I will, I will we'll quite happily. Science isn't always right either. Yeah, no, of course, and it's always <laughs> it's always developing and it's always changing as right. new evidence science's comes. Science's job is to prove itself wrong, right? Exactly, it is, and it's a process. Science is a process, not a not a dogma, and. Um, so I like the details and I like looking at this stuff. But mm. in terms of practical application, simplicity always wins out. Um, sure. And like you, I mean, again, nail on the head because different people are going to enjoy different things. And that enjoyment comes from actual enjoyment of what you're eating, for example, but mm. also enjoyment of how you feel and all the rest of it. And yeah, different people physiologically are going to feel better on different stuff. And and it's playing detective and it's like any any part of your lifestyle, whether it's your physical activity, whether it's your relationships, one person's relationship isn't going to suit the the next person. For sure. The, no, not everyone is going to be 100% compatible in anything. And that's the beauty of the, the beauty of humanity and life in general, isn't it? Is that we're all massively different. Um, what I was going to say, just, you know, you're talking about people you don't work with, right? Mm -hmm. You talk about people you don't work with, but who do you work with? Like, who is your, who is your primary, um, or your ideal client? Who's that, who's that group that you, that you love working with the most? Uh, men between 35 and 55 who have been through divorces, breakups, or having a midlife crisis. Divorces. That brings me nicely on to... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I hear, Fidel, that, you've, that you might have a book coming out soon. I do. Divorce, The Modern Man's Guide. Awesome. When's that out? Coming Monday. Monday. On Amazon. And is that is that kind of your coaching philosophy distilled down into a kind of handy guide for people, or what is it? Yeah, 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 kind of. It's been a very strange experience for me because I'm a, I'm a done is better than perfect guy. So yeah. al although we all we all like things to be perfect, and so the more I read the book, the more I'm like, it's not perfect. And there's a part of me that just <laughs> yeah, wants to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a couple of weird things that I went through when I, when I when I did it. One of which is it's really really vulnerable. I'm actually sure. pulling my pants about Monday. I know right. I don't come across as Mister Confident and all this sort of stuff. But once you've kind of like I'm putting myself out there for people who don't know me who don't follow me to read my thoughts and ideas and philosophies and poo poo it yeah. um, in public so that's quite daunting it's also like i read the book and it doesn't feel that exceptional to me because those thoughts have been in my head for two years i wrote the thing probably about a year ago the chapters and, and how i was going to do it um and what they were going to be about uh, about 18 months ago yeah um and then all of a sudden i just went during lockdown and all that i was like i'm going to use this i'm going to write my book um and i d ended up doing it kind of like really quickly but it's all stuff that's been in my head and that i've worked with for ages and ages yep. and ages so for me it doesn't feel groundbreaking no um, and it was only until we sent it out to some test readers who read it and were like damn i wish i'd had this when i was going through the divorce i was like oh actually it, this is useful stuff this is lots of stuff that nobody else has actually thought about for ages this is interesting this is new for lots and lots and lots of people it might not be for me but it is for everyone else that's the interesting thing with um you know well coaching and writing and anything really to be honest it can go with with any industry and any kind of mm. job role but your proximity to it is is it affects your your view yeah, of it right so if something sure. if something simple to you and mm -hmm. straightforward to you 
you forget that it's not going to be the case for everyone. And I do this all the time with kind of the the basics of health and fitness and lifestyle and stuff like that. And there's certain things about habit change, for example, which I think are massively uh, basic, right? I think they are so fundamental and I forget that not everyone knows them. And in fact, most people don't know them. But because I kind of think about it every single day, it becomes um, it becomes just, oh, everyone knows this. And you forget that actually, you know, an expert, if you like, is just someone who knows more than the person they're talking to about a well, certain and, topic. And there's also value in going back. Um, so I've got a guy who I did one-to-one coaching with and I took him through my process. He's now on one of my group coaching programs um, and we're doing some basic stuff. And he's like, oh, I could see him on a group call. And he's had a little teenage face on. Yeah. Um, and he rang me because my coach in the first time knocked out a bit of the, the the nice guy from him so he actually had the the stones to pick up the phone and go uh this group coaching thing we've already done with it yeah and i was like dude when it, you do martial arts right if you do you no matter what belt you're grading for you will do stuff from your white belt yeah yeah so when you're coaching you're training for your black belt or your blue belt or your orange belt or whatever you will have to go back for your white belt training yeah yeah, absolutely. And it's it's like, you know, you get some of the best musicians in the world, they'll still be practicing their scales, right? I'm telling you, you know, so going back to the basics, and that's when you get to real expert level. Yeah. Because you get to some people who forget, they forget to do the basics. This is the thing, when I started boxing, and I, again, I learned this from my coach, when I started boxing, it was probably, I didn't even throw a punch. It was so boring. When I first went there, first, he just made me do footwork. Yeah. Then he made me throw a jab. So it was like six months before I even hit anything, a pad. <laughs> no, it was not six months. But it was six to eight weeks before I even hit a pad or a bag or anything. Yeah, just I felt like foot- six months. Just did footwork backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, move left, move right, footwork. Yeah. Basic, foundations first. Doesn't matter. You get your feet tied up, you're going down. Yeah. Falling over. You're, you can't produce any power. So footwork first. Then the most basic punch of all of the jab. Like and now I can go into I'll have a, I, I, I spot and that's all it footwork jab footwork jab and I still still go back to that every single time and so it's you the same with anything in life yeah you use that principle then in your coaching when you're working with people either in a group setting or one to one then you have a certain set of foundations to you that you go right you have to get these down before you do anything much more complex it's not even about working with my clients it's about me yeah. <laughs> I do that for myself. Yeah. Regularly, I go back to my values, vision, goals process because it's the foundation. If I don't know what's important to me, if I don't know where I'm going and I don't know how I'm getting there, like you need to keep that stuff front and centre. Values, vision, goals, what's important to me, where am I going, how am I going to get there? And how do you like, keep that front as and centre as you? Can, you? We can, the problem with coaches, and you see it all over yeah. social media, is they get their head in the clouds. They start, although it's like a philosophy off, isn't it, for lots of them. They're like, look how clever I am. Look at these new things that I can think of and look at all this new stuff that I've learned, da, 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 da. And they forget that they're, the people they're trying to talk to, all they're doing, all they've got on their page and their, and their social media is a load of other coaches because they're the only ones that understand what the hell they're on about. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it becomes, it becomes an, an ego thing, doesn't it? It becomes an ego thing, yeah. but here's the problem, is they'll lose themselves. They're undoing their own coaching, their yeah. own stuff. If you all you do is progress and go far without returning and visiting the basics for yourself. And the more that you know, the, the better you know the detail and the better you understand the complexities, ideally, if it's done right, it should... Better. Yeah, exactly. And, and not just know them better, but you'd be able to explain them in a more concise, succinct way. You know, the, the better you know something, the more, simple you, the more simply you can explain it. And that's what's you going to benefit people. You still go back and do the compound lifts, right? Every yeah, dead, yeah. Dead, like deadlifts, yeah. squats, yeah. like chest press, yeah. bench press, like, you know bicep curl like you know you, we still you still do those no matter what it's the foundation yeah you can come up with all muscle fan- wouldn't it you can come come up with yeah. all fancy new exercises as, as much as Nothing's, you like nothing can beat it man. yeah the fundamentals nothing are the can fundamentals. beat a deadlift done with perfect pretty um form so within within your uh would you would you use fitness as one of the kind of fundamentals if you were working with someone who is in your ideal uh, ideal client category who's trying to you know make a comeback i guess is the kind of back in the game back in the game yeah like this is the this is the what you're trying to help people achieve right you're trying to get them back into uh, a, a certain place a certain way of feeling a certain way of acting right yeah confident and, and positive masculinity yeah for yeah. sure and so is is there 
from what you talked about earlier on about their kind of their fitness and people obviously wanting to lose a bit of timber and stuff like that does that play a, a, a big fundamental role is it a small role is it whereabouts in the picture does that fit for you it's something so obviously in the current climate and i've got clients all over the world and mainly all over the country that, you know and we're, we're working on zoom there's a there's a finite amount i'm going to be renewing my coaching practice so i can work with people over a longer period of time and it, i will be incorporating more of more um more practical fitness and health stuff sure at the moment it's on a uh, kind of theoretical point of view yeah, yeah, so we yeah. do it well, we do it what's important to them i've just done values here the guy this just called before i jumped on here and his third value is his health yeah like so yeah we're going to talk about yeah it. <laughs> yeah yeah we're going to do it. what does it look like for you what do you enjoy doing we extrapolate yeah. out of that how are you going to incorporate that and when we go on to doing goals we make sure that it's going to be part of his lifestyle because it's important to him and I've yet, and anybody who ever asked me, well, it is a foundation thing for you that uh, a lot of guys miss. Um, anybody asked me, what's the most important top tip you can give to anybody in order to change their life, the first step sort of thing, the most important thing they can do? Mine is drink more water. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a simple water. one as well. It's, isn't a, it? it's an absolute game changer. If you're dehydrated, yeah. you go from dehydrated to hydrated, it will make the biggest difference in your life for one, the most simplest one thing you can do is drink more water. Yeah, yeah. It, well, every every chemical reaction well, the better, body relies feel on. Feel better, everything. Look better, feel better, have more energy. Do you know what I mean? Skin will be better. You know, you'll feel stronger. You'll feel faster. Like everything gets better when you drink more water. You'll lose weight just by drinking more water. You'll lose more body fat. Like it's amazing. What a thing! And yet everybody's wandering around dehydrated. And we live we live in a world where it's so accessible. It's clean water. Yeah. <laughs> no, we got this taps magic tap everywhere. which provides us with this life giving miracle substance, and most people don't drink enough of it. It's nuts, man! Absolutely crazy. And how many coaches and PTs don't even? Oh, mate, yeah. Right. Tell so me when about I it. talk about basics, going back and visiting your stuff, yeah, your fundamentals. That's the stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, what comes absolutely. First? It gets forgotten. Drink more water. Rest is another one. Like people, Sleep. people forget that they're not. That, like, what? Of course. You, well, I don't know why I'm tired all the time. <laughs> it's because you're not sleeping enough, and the sleep that you are getting is terrible quality. And you're not drinking enough water. <laughs> and you're not drinking enough water. And yeah. it's it's all tied in, and it is those basics. And this was the thing with me when I kind of, as I kind of, I guess, on my journey through the fitness industry over the past like eight plus years was something that I really got interested in was not when all the other PTs were were going into training in more depth and they were going and doing strength and conditioning qualifications and stuff like that. I was like, mm. yeah, but people aren't even doing the stuff you're already telling them to do. Mm. Like I was more interested in not what are the details of that, but how can we actually get people to do the things that they actually know they should be doing already, right? If you tell mm -hmm. someone that they should probably drink more water, that's not news that's not news to them, is it? No. Right. If if people think if you say to someone they should be eating more fresh fruit and veg, they probably already know that. It's not much use. If you say to someone who wants to lose weight that they should probably be in a calorie deficit, that's not useful information. <laughs> they already know this stuff. Right. And so it's what, what I find really fascinating is how do you get people to do this stuff? Like how do yeah. you if someone needs to drink more water, like how do they drink more water? Like what? So that, yeah, and that's 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 the stuff that I do with my clients. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't kind of care what what training it is they're doing. They go and find a local PT to do it to yeah, do all yeah. that or, or whatever. Yeah, my thing We're is about like, club. What, whatever it is you what we find out what it is you're going to do what you're motivated to do right, and then we figure out how you're going to like why is it important to you, where is it on your values list? Let's let's really like bring it into your conscious mind as to how you how I'm going to motivate you, how you're going to motivate yourself. To, to make these changes with the values um, list how often does health or fitness or something like that show up in someone's value list health health shows up quite a bit yeah because it's one of the pain points when when i've got those guys at that time of life for a lot of them it's one of their pain points for sure yeah and even if they're not particularly here's one of the other things i mean it comes from a lot of guys who aren't particularly unhealthy or overweight right so a lot of them just carry guilt because they're focusing on Instagram stuff or, or whatever, or they're after younger women, or they've just been divorced and their confidence has been knocked. Um, and, they, you know, they've got a bit of a dad board going and they, they mistake that for, you know, they want their youthful six-pack left back. Do you so know what I mean? So they're not particularly unhealthy or unfit no. even. It's uh, the comparison just, they, thing. Yeah, what they're doing is they're comparing themselves and say they're, 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 it's no wonder they're not going to do it because they're doing it for, for, for shoulds. 
and need to rather than want to or I enjoy it and I'd like to. So like I mean? a, they're looking, kind of they're, they're trying to get this extrinsic reward of of mm. achieving something externally in terms of yeah. rather than rather than doing it for kind of that personal reward sure. of actually having felt like you've achieved something. And yeah, I think that just that, being wanting to be helpful. Yeah, yeah you know? and I think that that comes down a lot to it as well. People slaving away in the gym on a treadmill, for example, and hating mm. life. Um, but they're doing it because they think they want the goal at the end of it or maybe they do want the goal at the end of it um, but that doesn't stop it from being a chore and then when something when something hits like they lose a loved one or there's a relationship breakdown or a friendship breakdown or a health problem or a global pandemic I genuinely never thought that I would use that <laughs> as an example of something going tits up in life but here we are one. yeah um, when that happens, the things which you don't enjoy doing are going to be the first things that disappear um, or the things which kind of require a lot of motivation rather than be, being an automatic habit. And if if there's something that you are doing for more of an intrinsic reward rather than some kind of far off in the distance reward, mm-hmm. then you're more likely to be able to continue doing that stuff. So if you do something that if you're doing something you enjoy, it removes that danger a little bit or at least reduces that danger of slipping off. I've actually got a question for you, Jay. Oh, go for it, mate. A, a, a kind of thought of it. You know, like um, the gym. I've seen a lot of people, so during, during the lockdown and the pandemic and stuff like that, people like, oh, the gym. Right. Is a, this is a question that I was kind of pondered. I think I posted it in a Modern Man Club a while ago. Like, is the gym, especially like those commercial big box gyms where people go in, stick their headphones in, run on the treadmill, lift some weights, whatever. Yeah. For 40 minutes, three times a week. Yeah. Are they even healthy places? And in, in a more umbrella thing, not yeah. just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and even physically, like, are they healthy places? I think that there's, you could argue either side for this, right? You mm. could argue either side for this. Now, I'm, I, I quite like the gym. But I don't, I don't like it as much as a lot of people that I know mm. because obviously I've worked in the fitness industry for so long, so I know a lot of people who love the gym. It's like it's their place. Um, so, I, I, um, I explained it to someone once. I was saying I, I hate the gym and I love the gym, and it was okay. I was trying to make the point that people who don't love the gym as much as me are not. They don't enjoy that kind of environment. And I mm. don't really enjoy that kind of environment, even though I actually love the training part of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I I like the fact that there's a room full of equipment that I can use. I like it training hard and challenging myself in in that. But at the same time, there's big aspects of it which I which I don't like, and that I believe can be can be detrimental. And I think the biggest thing is the perceived. There's two things I think, in fact, the perceived intimidation that people mm-hmm. feel when they go in which yep. often is kind of fabricated through their own insecurities because most people in the gym don't give a shit what you're doing they're not looking at you nobody cares right and so i think that people feel intimidated when they go in from their own past experiences and from how they're feeling about themselves at the time and all of this other emotional baggage that's going on i think that's a big problem in terms of getting someone in there in the first place to do the stuff that will, will benefit sure. them but i think the other thing as well is it's almost become synonymous with health and fitness. So mm-hmm. you want to get healthy and fit, you go to the gym. If you don't mm-hmm. want to go to the gym, there isn't another option. That that seems to be almost yeah, it like... Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll know, go to the gym. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, yeah. Think that, I think that that can be um, a bit... That can lead to people being quite limited in terms of their scope of uh, different activities that they could try like they think they want to get fit and healthy so they have to join a gym or go running that's about it but they forget Mm -hmm. about climbing and kayaking and dancing and all of this stuff which is physical activity and then you start talking oh yeah yeah actually i quite enjoy those things and and so the idea of the gym being so synonymous with health and fitness and those two things being so inextricably linked to the detriment of everything else it's like everyone's got these blinkers on um so i think there are huge positives of having a room full of equipment and people who can help you improve your health i think that in essence is a great thing to have but i think the way they're set up perhaps isn't isn't necessarily the best maybe it's a little bit too blinkered so i think from from that then they have way more members 
than could actually fit in the place at the same time. Oh, yeah, then, that's, uh, how, that's the only reason they the, survive. They all make their money from people who go and then don't go. I believe the statistic is 80%. 80% right. of the people with a membership yeah. don't go. And so kind of what happens is it's the world of comparative stuff because guess who who are, who are the people that always go? Oh, yeah. The people that are already fit and healthy, People right? who love the so gym. People like, people like you and me or whatever or who go. So I, I belong to one and it's great for me because like you said, I go there, I have a very focus thing it's great i put my headphones in and it's it's one aspect of my training where yep. i go and i lift i lift heavy focus on a couple of different parts of my body maybe use a bit and use a bit of kit yeah but i'm doing it because of part of my boxing which is a, a lifestyle thing which i enjoy doing and i do it with my mates and it's playing and it's it's got it brings all this other stuff to me yeah um that the gym doesn't doesn't do and so i'll go in there if anyone's watch, watching me i mean i'm not I, even i get bloody um sort of inferiority complexes yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. and i forget and I, I i'm tempted to like stack a couple of extra weights on that i can't yeah. even order or ruin my form just because yeah. the guy the guy stood behind me on the platform is yeah. doing more than me like and i'm like i didn't come here for this i'm chained into box so so I, our I ego's always there place. isn't it <laughs> yeah for sure always there for sure um and yeah just like that whole the whole concept and you see people on the things is going yeah. up and down and like and he said on the on the treadmill and then people who are training just for aesthetics i mean yeah. You look at the kind of bodies on Love Island or whatever. Yep. And that's not healthy. No. Like, it's not, that is not a healthy body. But that's what's, but that again, if we're talking about things being synonymous with health and fitness, the six pack, the the (laughs) holy grail of everyone's journey, especially with dudes, right? With women, it's something else, but with dudes, the six pack is the that 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 holy grail of fitness and it's become an another it's become symbolic the six someone with a six-pack god they're in shape and i I, again something which came up this week having a visible six-pack does not make we've all got six-pack right having a visible one does not make those muscles work any better no it's a strong core loads of health benefits a visible six-pack i mean (laughs) You've doesn't really do a lot. You've only got to look. For me, the fittest people in the world are professional boxers um, and, and the, even the MMA guys as, as well. Very few of them. Yeah. Apart from the real skinny light dudes. Yeah. Like, you know, but you yes. start going but into... that's by default, like, isn't it? Mid, yeah, yeah. You go start going up to middleweight and, and, and above. Um, most of them look like a fellow stepped out of the pub. Like, you, yeah. You know? Yeah. They, like, they'll, they'll go out and run ready 12 yeah. miles. Like, this is it. They've mean? got an yeah, engine really on do. them and they can yeah. punch hard and that's it it's, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> technique, but can, technique and, but and power so, doesn't, come, doesn't come from having a six-pack, does it? It does not come from having a six-pack. And, so, and, and like I said, I mean, I've, I, I got one once, um, especially when you get to kind of my age. I'm in my mid-40s. I am well, I've got a little belly. Like, I've got a, a paunch on me. And it's a, it's a thing that I talk about quite a bit, actually, yeah. because even though I don't, do kind of like topless photos or whatever and because I, I think that people think i probably do have a six-pack because the amount i post about how much i train and everything yeah, yeah, else yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and the amount of exercise i do actually do but i don't i know i know what it would take for me to get yeah. six-pack. it would yeah. take months and months of chicken and broccoli chicken and broccoli chicken and broccoli chicken and broccoli um and sit-ups and like loads of water dehydration you know, and just being really bloody miserable yeah and for, for what, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny I'm though because again it's it's what we it's what we're sold because of it, the fitness industry do it because of the models they use when they're selling products and gym memberships and all the rest of it. The, yeah, if you look at movies and stuff like that, and the the people that we put on a pedestal who we want to look like are these yeah. kind of. It's I mean I, I blame the ancient Greek statues and all of that like it's their fault really. But like if you look at it, this is the people that were held up as being. Um, kind of the the perfect proportions they had six packs and they had big arms and shoulders and they had this that and the other and it's like you can be fit and have those but you can also be fit and not have those and when i say sure. fit i mean like the whole thing i don't mean you yeah know. i'm fit i'm fit and yeah. i'm strong i do not look anything like that so but we're almost going we're going back on ourselves it's important to get the balance right because when we first started we were talking about whether you can be kind of like overweight and body composition oh yeah yeah and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and fitness and it does link in and there, there is that but balance, it's not overweight where, or six-pack those aren't it's not no, a binary no, exact, choice exactly right and this is what i said when i weigh myself every day i have my my high markers and my low markers like um of, of where he, kind of healthy is and i know when i hit those high markers it's time to step off the gas and if i hit the low markers it's time to step on the gas yeah a little bit um so it's it's kind of understanding where that balance is for for the individual um 
But yeah, if you're extremely overweight, it's another way I look at BMI as well. People are always slagging it off. And they always go, they use the example of like professional rugby players. And yeah, like, or bodybuilders. Are you a professional rugby player? No, so shut up. Yeah, like almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> well, that's no, not comparative for you, then, no, is it? Like, no. you know, it's, <laughs> a, it's a good example. It's a limited. It's a. It, it has it limitations, like it any does. like any data it point does. does. But for it does. the but it serves a purpose, and for the vast majority, <laughs> it's a useful thing because it combines body fat height yeah frames that like and how, if you, how, if you how tall at, are you how heavy are you and how fat are you if you go to the Pretty doctor and they look at your bmi they will also kind of gauge whether you are a bodybuilder or a rugby player or whatever and include that within that kind of health check that you're having um so they will take that into account so i don't think anyone gen gen pop don't need to worry about bmi being that inaccurate unless you're extremely tall or short then there's some limitations as well but again massively kind of outliers tiny numbers of people where it won't be like my brother-in-law's six foot six bmi isn't really massively accurate for him but yeah. for someone who's between five and a half foot and six uh six three six four your bmi is pretty pretty accurate it's, it's, it's a good marker of how healthy you are. Yeah, absolutely. For, for the majority of people. Again, it doesn't really actually fit me because I think my BMI says I'm, I'm overweight, but I know I'm not. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've got to use could, common sense. Here's the thing. When I do dip down into when when I'm um, in, at fighting weight, so when I've done my when I've done my fight prep and I'm, re- I'm ready to fight and I dip down into, into the weight that I should be, when I'm in there, right, which is prime, when I'm in my prime, yeah. my BMI is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So then. I'm like, what's what's better? That, yeah, that is a, it's a better place to be. And I think it comes down to how, like you were saying about with when with your diet, when you're eating a certain way and you feel like you're humming along. I think that that's a, a key thing in terms of if you are in touch with uh, how you're feeling, if you're tuned in to your body and you're reflecting on right how do i feel today how is my energy how did i sleep last night like and and you're actually reflecting on this stuff consciously then you know when something isn't feeling quite right or you know when something could improve and i think a lot of people you're talking about mindlessly going through (laughs) like the processes that people Mm. do in everyday life and they're not connected to that and they're mindlessly eating and they're moving like even if they are moving they're moving mindlessly rather than consciously thinking about what they're doing and that connection where you become mindful about your movement, mindful about your health, mindful about your uh, nourishment and, and all of these things, you start, it's like you've got a whole data panel in front of you, like all the control panel and all the dials and stuff. As soon as you start reflecting mm. on it, you can see where you're at, you can feel where you're at, and it becomes a bit more objective and yeah. less emotionally charged. And that's almost where I am as well with it. Like I said, I know what it takes for me to move down into that other thing. Yeah. And so I've made it, I make a conscious decision actually just above it is my happy place. Yeah. Because it means I'm, I'm training the right amount. I'm spending the right amount of time training for me and the right amount of time kind of like thinking and, and, and focusing on my, on my nutrition to go to move it down again. Right. Takes a ne- the next level on yep. all fronts. Yeah, and requires more focus, more attention, um, more more of my time. Yeah, and so I consciously go. Actually, then that detracts from my happiness in other areas of my life. Yes. It stops me from going out and having a couple of beers with my mates. It stops me eating pizza. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like well, and that's I'll part of your that fitness as well because that's your social fitness, your so, emotional man, that's fitness. Just, that's just part of the overall package, yeah, right? Without, but a doubt. there's a, there's an upper limit to it and a, yeah. and a lower limit. So yeah, you've got to try and get these things in balance because, like you said, chicken and broccoli, chicken and broccoli, chicken and broccoli. That's that, that may that may boy. get you a certain aspect of and fitness. Does, but women aren't even interested so the guys all ask me because they think it's confident and trust me right like my wife used to hate it when i went down into that when i go into fight camp yeah. and you i speak to women about this a lot i run the modern yeah. women's club there's 700 women in there they don't want you in a six-pack a because all you're going to do is eat chicken and broccoli yeah. and talk about how much you did in the gym today yeah. right they know percentage. you're going to be boring they yeah. know you're going to be boring <laughs> then you also are gonna make them feel insecure because yeah. if they don't have a six-pack Right, and they've got lumps and bumps and everything else like that, which yep. women tend to carry more body fat than men anyway. Yep. Um, they're going to feel real self-conscious about it, especially if you're into kind of the late, later age, your, your sort of second chance dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in your forties and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so six packs aren't going to get you really what you want to be. 
So make sure you're very clear on your values and your visions and your goals before you start doing all the million setups a day. I think, I think like, because we're going to wrap it up now, mate. And yeah, I think that what you were touching on there in terms of values and stuff like that, you talked about drinking water as being that kind of number one tip. But in terms of people starting out who want a kind of, rather than a, a specific habit or a specific thing to focus on in that way, you've talked about kind of the values and vision yeah. thing. Would you say that that is a good place to start? If someone was listening to this and going, yes. I need to get my life in order... Why? <laughs> yeah, why do you want to get like, your life? Why? Yeah. So what is it? It's not, it's not why, why is a very bad thing, word, like it, because it's, it's endless. Yeah. Um, but the question I ask my clients is what is important to me? Da, da, dot, dot, dot. So yeah. the first one, to get your core values, what is important to me in life? Yeah. So but if we're looking at your health and fitness, what is important to me about health? Yeah. What is important to you? When you know what the important parts are, that's all motivation is. Motivation is a very, people go, I'm not motivated to go to the gym. Motivation is fleeting. It's not something to aim for. It's not something to search for. Sure. Right. Um, I can't remember who it was said. Is it was a professional athlete. It was like, that's not the difference. The difference isn't motivation. It's also not the goal. Yeah. Right? The goals, everybody goes, Joe goes to the Olympics with the same goal to win a gold medal. Yeah. Right. And the goal no. that separates them. Yeah. Um, it also isn't the motivation because they're all yeah. damn motivated to yeah. win that gold medal. Right. The difference between them is A, the systems yes. that they use to get there, their yep. training and how they do it, how they apply it. And B, the people that can handle the boredom of it all. Yes, yeah. The people who are going to go out and train even when they don't want to. That's why people who know always say, those are the workouts count. They count double, man. Yeah. When you can go to the gym when you don't bloody want to. Yeah. You don't feel like it or you go for that run when you don't want to because it's become a habit and it's yes. a lifestyle. Yeah. And because it's important to you. Yeah, like not every run for me is a bloody walk in the park and full of rainbows and like angels singing in my ears. It's not. Um, but do I feel better when I come back? Of yeah. course I do. Yeah. Do I enjoy it five or ten minutes into it? Of course I do. Yeah, yeah. It's the thought of it, isn't it? As well, oftentimes the thought yeah. is worse than the actual doing but it. I, I just know it's important to do it. I know it is. It's one of my absolute priorities. It's one of my values to be yeah. fit and healthy. Awesome mate Fidel thank you so much for coming on and having a chat I think this is the thing is when I'm when I'm chatting to someone I really get on with you just think I'm looking at the clock yeah, and I'm thinking yeah yeah no I was, I, I was I was chatting to Josh Connolly the other day who I know, oh, you know yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, me yeah. and him could have it could have been like three hours long I haven't God. spoken to him for ages yeah. has he right yeah he's good mate he's good he's, he's yeah, good yeah, you should have a listen happened. to that episode it's up on there I will do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. All right, mate. Well, thank you so, so much for jumping on. Um, if anyone who's listening to this wants to kind of follow what you do or get in touch or anything like that, what's the kind of best places to find you? Best places on Facebook if you want to come and join the fun. My name is Fidel Bohill, F-I-D-E-L-B-E-A-U-H-I-L-L. Just send me a friend request or, or follow me on, on Facebook. Um, we've got the Modern Man Club um, is a group on Facebook and the Modern Woman Club for all you ladies out there that want to come and awesome stuff. <laughs> well, what I'll do as well is I'll put the link, uh, I'll put the Facebook cool. link in the description on the uh, on the podcast, which will show up on certain platforms but not others. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, it will be in the description. If you're on my Anchor website, it will be on there. But if you're listening on Apple, it probably won't for some reason. Who knows? So <laughs> I'll put them in there anyway. But yeah, mate, thank you so much uh, for jumping on, and I'm sure we will chat again very soon. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Jay. Thank you for listening to Fit Body, Fit Mind with me, Jay Unwin. If you aren't already connected with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook, then you can find all the links in the podcast description or on my website at fitbodyfitmind.online. Until next time, stay fit, stay well, and have fun.